Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be back with today's guest, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Violet Defense for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Go to violetdefense.com for more information. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to incorporate existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense and go to violetdefense.com for more information. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support. You've heard me say many times we have a Sideline Interactive video score table in our gym, and it is a fantastic product. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. You won't be disappointed in these products. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute. Give them a call at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Huddle. At Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to elevate the performance of their athletes and their teams using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus, of course there's analytics, and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play, from club and youth programs all the way through high school and colleges, and even professional teams are using Huddle to improve their team's play. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get your kids recruited to. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. 
Athletic surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack also gives you access to the 95% of the parents and the players who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. If you've never used surveys to get feedback from your players and your parents, you're really missing out on a tremendous tool. Let the experts at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack help you take your athletic program from good to great. And we also want to thank them for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of the podcast. We also want to thank our good friends at Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Learn more at hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We've got a really cool guest today, Dr. Matthew Raid Bard. Uh, up until recently, he was the Executive Senior Associate AD for Administrative Compliance and Student Athlete Success at the University of Hartford, uh, but he's uh, recently uh, taken a break from uh, academia and uh, he started his own consulting uh, business called the Raidbard Sports Leadership Consulting Group. Also a very successful author, uh, wrote a book, Lead Like a Pro, and we're going to talk about that as we get into the podcast. He's a college basketball coach, you know, he's done it all. Uh, Dr. Raidbart, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Excited to be here. Well, uh, you and I were talking, we've had this scheduled for quite some time. Uh, very glad we could, uh, you know, get you on and, and hear about all the great things you're doing and, and what we like to call educational athletics. But uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that, uh, you know, we say five minutes, it's probably going to be more than that, but give us that five minute bio where you grew up, where you went to school and college and, and kind of the path that's brought you to this point where you started your own consulting business. Yeah, you know, I, I grew up outside of Chicago, Illinois, um, you know, spent my spent my life through high school there uh, in the, the northern suburbs of Chicago, uh, you know, went from there to Indiana University. Uh, but it was while I was in high school and then transitioning to Indiana that I kind of fell into coaching. Um, I always, you know, I love sports growing up. I played every sport. If there was a team or an opportunity, I was going to play. Um, and it was really when up the opportunity through kind of some happenstance my my younger brother he's three years younger um, he was started playing on a basketball travel team when I was in high school and, and my dad was the coach uh, and my dad was always super supportive he came to all our events he was more than happy to be the coach but he would rather be a fan so he asked me to come to practice and help out a little bit and I started helping out at practice and by, you know, a few games into the season, I was coaching and then kind of never looked back and uh, just loved it, had an aptitude for it uh, and, you know, kind of paired that with my love of college basketball and 
just kind of became focused on trying to figure out how to become a college basketball coach. So fast forward to Indiana, uh, you know, I was one of those many students who really didn't know what they wanted to do when they grew up or when they left IU. So I, in my last semester, I, I felt like, you know, if I'm ever going to try to get into coaching, take that, take that next step, pursue that dream, that was the time to do it. So, uh, you know, just started trying to jump in, get into college coaching and, and got really lucky to get a job as a coach at Western Mexico University, a, a small division two school down in the southwest corner of New Mexico and um, kind of start that journey. Uh, went from there to uh, Dartmouth College, Florida Gulf Coast University, Chicago State, um, you know, got a, a really kind of great experience being a division one coach and, and then made the, the transition into administration and now kind of through, you know, some more education and the book have kind of jumped into kind of a, a new aspect of kind of helping coaches and leadership. Yeah, I was uh, taking a quick review of, of your coaching resume. And, you know, again, you, you know, Ivy League with Dartmouth and you were down in my neck of the woods at Florida Gulf Coast. Um, talk a little bit about uh, for that person that, um, and again, I, I was fortunate to, to coach college uh, for a few years. Uh, talk a little bit about that young college coaching assistant, you know, lifestyle. I, I think, um, you know, the traditional high school coach uh, kind of romanticizes, you know, the, the college coaching experience. And there's certainly some great aspects to it. But, you know, talk a little bit about some of that experience for our listeners. Yeah, so, you know, uh, kind of the, the easiest way for me to summarize it is, you know, I romanticized it as well. Uh, when I was getting into coaching, I had all of these ideas about what college coaching was going to be, and and certainly some of them was true. But you know, when I when I was going to Western New Mexico, I all I could think about was, and I was so excited that I was going to be a college coach, and I was going to spend most of my time recruiting, coaching on the court, uh, game planning, breaking down video X's and O's, and I was so excited to do all of those things as my job. And I remember I was at West Mexico for about a month and I was talking to my dad and he asked me how things were going. I said, everything was going well. I just was, you know, kind of wondering when I was going to get to do all of those things that I thought were going to be such a central part of the job. I was spending a lot of my time doing so many other things, wearing so many other hats. I was a mentor, a friend, an advisor, a study hall monitor, a chauffeur, a nutritionist. You know, I was doing all of these other things that I didn't realize I was going to be doing and how big of a job they were actually going to be. And as I went on through coaching year over year, it was more and more about all of those other things than it was about the kind of traditional aspect of coaching that we think of uh, when we're on the outside looking in of college coaches. So um, it's definitely different than I think a lot of people presume it's going to be before they get into college coaching. But ultimately, once you kind of figure out, figure out some of those things and understand the impact you're having in, in all those different ways, it really becomes a very fulfilling job. It's just you got to become committed to all of those other aspects and really value them as much as you, you know, all that, all those things on the court that you maybe kind of romanticized before. Uh, you really uh, put it, uh, you know, the, the lifestyle into words. There are just so many other things besides the actual coaching and dealing with athletes, but I'll bet you had a similar um, outcome as I did that all of those different experiences you, know, you put in your toolbox and used, you know, later on as an athletic administrator. Is that a fair statement? 
Absolutely. Um, you know, once I kind of understood the, the scope of the impact I was having and how I was doing it through communication, relationship building, uh, you know, it became apparent to me that this job was bigger than just the kind of typical coaching job I thought I was stepping into, but ultimately that was going to be more fulfilling. And then transitioning that into higher ed, you know, administration, now you're touching so many more athletes. You're having such a, such a wide impact. Having all of those tools is even more important because now you've got, instead of, in my case, maybe 15 athletes, you might have 400 athletes, 600 athletes that you're kind of trying to extend that scope of positive impact over. Uh, absolutely. It always comes back to, um, you know, doing stuff for kids. You're just not doing it, you know, directly with them. Great stuff. For listeners, we are visiting with Dr. Matthew Ray Bart, a longtime college uh, administrator, coach, successful author, and now the head of his own consulting business. We're going to be back with some more, but let's take a quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. We want to thank the good folks at Huddle for their support of the podcast. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to help the performance of their athletes and teams using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. We have a Huddle Focus at our school, and it is tremendous. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play. If you're a club or youth coach, Huddle can help you. Of course, high schools and colleges have been using Huddle for years, and even professional teams are using Huddle to elevate their play. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and of course, the coaches at the colleges and universities that you're trying to get your kids recruited to. If you want to find out more, about what Huddle can do for you and your athletes or how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Dr. Matthew Raidbard, longtime college uh, athletic administrator, successful author, basketball coach, and now a uh, consultant. Uh, Dr. Raybart, in our profession, we always talk about the importance of leadership and particularly mentorship. So I always ask our guests, who are some of the mentors that you've had in your life? Maybe, you know, family members or uh, coaches you might have had, or even people you've worked with or worked for. Uh, who can you share that's, that's really helped you get where you are now? Yeah, you know, I, I've been really fortunate to have worked for and with a lot of great people both while as a coach and as a college administrator. Uh, you know, two mentors really come to mind that have made a, a just really strong impact on me. One was uh, my head coach at Chicago State, Tracy Dilde. He, he really, he taught me so much, but he really taught me the value of, of loyalty, um, the value of, you know, making sure that we're all in this together. We're all going in the same direction, um, understanding that you know, we need to be the first ones to invest in our programs, to invest in our departments if we expect others to. Uh, so I just learned a lot of just really valuable lessons from him. And um, you know, they, they were really important to my growth and development. Uh, and they also really made me think a lot. You know, 
well, things that I maybe took for granted a little bit, or I just assumed, you know, I always thought, well, I, I'm loyal, you know, I, I, you know, I'll do what my head coach asked me to do, but, you know, am I doing it with everything I can? Am I sometimes, you know, thinking, eh, I don't know if, if what coach is doing is the right call. And am I putting in all the effort that I can, you know, really helped me to reflect on, was I giving that maximal effort? Was I really focused on putting the team above everybody else and above myself? Um, and then in administration, you know, I, I was really fortunate. My athletic director, uh, Maria Feely at University of Hartford, um, you know, she was tremendous. And what was really, really fortunate about that relationship was she came from outside of athletics, coming into an athletic director role. And I was really able to look at things through a different lens. And she taught me the value of looking at things from multiple perspectives, not just through the traditional athletic lens that I normally look things through, but questioning that lens and how I'm viewing things. Think about how the decisions I'm making or the situations I'm facing would be viewed by people outside of athletics. Get, get some more perspectives, get a more well-rounded view of a situation I'm facing or a set of challenges. And she really, she really got me thinking in a, a very different way as an administrator. And I'm so grateful for her and that experience because now I feel like I, I really view things through a much larger prism than I did before. You know, it's, uh, it's crazy how, you know, someone, whether it's a, a course, a conversation, or just a meeting can have that, you know, uh, long lasting impact, you know, on an individual. That, that's so cool. Um, you know, you just um, left several years as a college administrator, and now you've, you know, kind of struck out on your own, if you will, with the Raidbird Sports Leadership uh, Consulting Group. Um, share with our listeners, um, you know, what's it all about? And I know on your website, it talks about, you know, helping coaches, uh, how can, you know, it help coaches and athletic directors, you know, do a better job of helping kids. Yeah. So, you know, kind of taking it back a little bit, you know, when I first got into coaching, you know, I was really fortunate. My first job at Western New Mexico, I, I had to be enrolled in a graduate program and I ended up getting into educational leadership and pursuing, uh, that master's degree. And it really got me thinking a lot about the importance of leadership, particularly as it pertained to coaches. And, you know, at the time, everybody in my program was a teacher or a school administrator. And I was kind of coming at education leadership from a little different perspective, but all the materials, all the coursework, you know, I had to adapt it for athletics. It was all kind of, it was all for educational administrators, teachers. And as I kind of went on through my college career, I was always looking for more resources, more leadership opportunities needed to grow and develop my practice. And there just weren't a lot of them. You know, coaches are a very unique population and we have a lot of unique challenges when it comes to leadership. We're working with 10 year olds, 14 year olds, in my case, 18 to 22 year olds. And a lot of the leadership materials that I was finding were geared towards leading adults or or leading professionals, because they were for people kind of in the workforce in a different world than the one I was living in. And I, I really felt like there just weren't a lot of these leadership resources for coaches to help them with the unique challenges and situations they're presented as leaders. So as I transitioned from coaching to administration, I, I really saw in that transition, the scope of the impact that I could have as an administrator and how great that could be over all of my student athletes. And, you know, when I, when I wrote the book and um, kind of saw the impact that it was initially having on coaches at all levels of sports who were 
who were grateful for that additional resource and the tools I was providing, I thought to myself, you know, how could I take this even further? What more resources, trainings, um, you know, other educational opportunities, webinars, what else could I do to continue to give, give coaches more leadership knowledge, more tools to help them to continue to grow their practice and then be better leaders for their student athletes? Yeah, uh, again, I'm just impressed by the number of individuals that uh, in our profession that uh, see that global way of giving back uh, and leading kids, but not directly, you know, as they do as coaches, but now leading them in a much greater way, a much wider way, instead of just coaching one team. Now, these people, these leaders are coaching the coaches. And, you know, you're certainly doing that. Great stuff. We're going to be back with uh, Dr. Abart and uh, let him talk a little bit about his book. Uh, great book. Really enjoyed it. Lead Like a Pro. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They have a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. To learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, give them a call at 614-981-3589, or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. You really need to check them out. Welcome back to our visit with Dr. Matthew Railbard, um, longtime college athletic director, author, consultant. And uh, let's go and talk about that author component. Um, you wrote a book, you know, it came out uh, this past uh, September, I think, uh, it's called Lead Like a Pro, and uh, I'm going to let you uh, tell the listeners about it. I will, you know, share. I've got the book. I really enjoyed the read. Some really cool nuggets in it. So talk a little bit about how the book um, came about and then, you know, maybe hit on some of the highlights uh, for you as the author. Yeah, so, you know, a few years back, I, I decided to kind of re-enroll in school and pursue a doctorate in educational leadership while I was coaching. And when I was kind of trying to come up with a, a dissertation topic that I thought would be meaningful and impactful, I landed on trying to, to do a dissertation to determine what are the best leadership styles and behaviors for coaches to practice in order to help them be successful. And you know, while I was conducting that research, there were a lot of really interesting findings. But one of the, the findings that really stood out to me was their, their research indicated that there was a gap between the leadership style that a lot of coaches thought they were practicing and the one they were actually practicing. So there was, there was this kind of gap between the leader they were and the leader they wanted to be. And it was a big determining factor in keeping them from being as successful and having the, the impact that they wanted to have. So when I looked at that, I thought to myself, okay, I've identified a problem. And if I've identified a problem, you know, what can I do to be part of that solution? How could I help coaches kind of fill that gap and be the leaders that they want to be? And that was really the kind of the moment where I thought to myself, I need to take all this research and information and put it into a book. 
give coaches a tool and a resource, kind of like what I was looking for during my career to be able to help them kind of enhance their leadership practice, learn about leadership, give them the tools to be more effective leaders. And that's what I, I do in the book. I, I don't set out in the book to tell coaches or administrators or anybody who reads it, this is the leadership style you should practice to be successful because I can't tell them that. There, there isn't a leadership style I could say, practice this leadership style and you're gonna be successful. It's all about kind of figuring out what's the best leadership style for you based on your personal values and beliefs, and then learning about different leadership styles, figuring out which ones speak to you, and then getting those tools to go out and practice that leadership style so that you could be successful. And that's the approach I take in the book is kind of taking coaches through those steps to figure out what the best leadership style is for them to practice, and then giving them tools and tips for how to practice it. You know, um, I really found the uh, the different leadership styles that you talked about, um, you know, just just real enlightening, you know, and uh, I, I thought each one was explained well. I know you don't want to, um, you know, uh, recommend one over the other, uh, but uh, can you maybe expand on that just a, a little bit for our listeners? And again, uh, listeners, I really encourage you to go out and get the book. Uh, so, you know, I, I talk readers through a, a bunch of different leadership styles, um, you know, I'll, just to kind of give a little insight into the book, you know, the, the leadership style that is most commonly practiced by successful coaches uh, and the leadership style that athletes, research shows athletes respond best to coaches practicing is transformational leadership, uh, which is focused primarily in a coach's case on motivation and inspiration. So it's kind of taking on that onus as a coach that it's my job to motivate, inspire my athletes to be more and achieve more than they, they thought they could on their own. And I think at the core that resonates with a lot of coaches and that's a, a lot of the belief behind why they got into coaching. I think that resonates with a lot of leaders in general. I know that resonates with me in, in, in administration. You know, I want the people on my team to really strive and push to be better, you know, do more, be stronger leaders. Um, so it's definitely a leadership style that, you know, I recommend that a lot of people look into and explore because it's definitely one that, that, you know, resonates with a lot of coaches. And I think a lot of coaches find, they see that a lot of themselves in that leadership style. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, I think in our uh, national organization, the NIAAA, uh, you know, transformational leadership, you know, gets a, a tremendous uh, amount of airplay and, and, and rightfully so. Um, we'll do this at the end of the podcast, but I want to do it uh, right now. If one of our listeners um, uh, wants to, you know, reach out and find out more about, uh, well, first of all, you know, the book is on Amazon. You just go to Amazon and type in lead like a pro. Uh, but if someone wants to reach out and uh, pick your brain a little bit, uh, find out more about what the Raid Bard uh, Sports Leadership Consulting Group can do for them. What's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Yeah, so, you know, everybody can always find me on LinkedIn. I'm always posting things. Feel free to message. Uh, definitely would love to, you know, help anybody out I can or have a conversation. Uh, people can go to my website, which is raidbardleadership.com, uh, and they can email me at raidbardleadership at gmail.com. Um, so, you know, any way people get in touch with me, you know, go through any of those avenues and you'll find me and I'll, I'll I try to make sure that I get back to everybody who reaches out. All right. Again, that's uh, Dr. Matthew Raidbard, 
uh, Raid Bard Sports Leadership Consulting. We're going to be back with some more, but let's hear from our toolbox sponsor right now, Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. We'll be right back. We want to say thank you to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack, and they are the sponsor of the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of the podcast, which will be coming up in just a moment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect some comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic department. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives you access to the 95% of the parents and the players who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never taken a survey of your players and parents, you're really missing out on a great opportunity. Get in touch with the good folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. All right, we're back with uh, Dr. Matthew Raybart. Um, Doctor, um, this is the part of the podcast where I ask our guests um, kind of a tough question. So, um, you know, from my era, certainly going to high school and colleges back in the 70s, uh, it was very common, you know, for a coach in any sport at any level to utter those words, you know, come on, you got to be tough. Come on, you got to suck it up. So fast forward to, uh, you know, 2021. Um, we, we like to think that we're doing a better job. So here's my question. How can an athletic director or a coach or any kind of leader coach kids to be tough while also being very much aware of and sensitive to the social emotional challenges that a Generation Z student athlete is going through every day? Uh, do you have any advice for us? Yeah, so, you know, a few things. And, you know, as a coach, I was definitely somebody who valued toughness in my student athletes. But I think it's important for coaches to really hone in on a definition of toughness and what's really important or key to being tough as a student athlete. You know, I think that definition has changed over the years, right? I think now being tough is understanding the differences of everybody on the team and accepting them including everybody on the team, making them feel supported, because those things are not easy to do in 2021. We shouldn't take those things for granted. Um, you know, it's, it's being able to communicate in a direct way with your athletes, not a belittling way, but in a way that is clear and direct and lets them know your expectations and that the standards that you have set for them, and then holding them to those standards and expectations making sure that you hold all of your athletes to the same standards and expectations. And, and they can be very high. Um, you know, that helps to instill toughness because athletes understand that you as a coach are holding them to those standards because you believe they can get there, but it takes hard work to get there. Otherwise, everybody would do it and accomplish it. I think the other side of that is it really at the same time that you're, you're instilling those standards and expectations and you want your athletes to kind of do some of the, the more difficult things on your kind of coaching expectations list, 
think you really have to instill empathy in your athletes. You know, really prioritize them being empathetic to what others are going through, even if they don't understand it, even if it's not a position they've ever been in or they've ever faced, having empathy for it. Um, you know, that's something I think really kind of brings a team closer together. And I think it really builds a lot of strong, positive character traits, emphasizing empathy and understanding. So, you know, I would recommend those things for coaches. But first and foremost is really think about what your definition of toughness is. What are those important key elements? Those are just some of mine. But really think about those and then figure out how to emphasize those through your actions so they're reinforced for your athletes and they pick up on them. I really think you hit it on the head, just, you know, communication and, you know, making sure, you know, your idea of toughness, um, if that's what you want, you know, that the kids understand that and know, you know, what do I need to do to, you know, develop this and show this and, uh, you know, help my teammates as well as myself become tougher. Yeah, it always comes back to communication. Great stuff. Okay. Um, again, this uh, little segment was uh, sponsored by Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack uh, that sponsored the Athletic Director's Toolbox. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to find out what's going to go in Dr. Raidbard's Athletic Director Toolbox. So uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thank you to our good friends at Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more at hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Well, this has been really cool. Uh, you'll get to know a little bit more about uh, about you and your history and also your new consulting program. Uh, all the best with that. Uh, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. You know, you're certainly an experienced athletic administrator, uh, multiple stops and multiple levels. Uh, but right now, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Dr. Matthew Raidbard's athletic director toolbox? Yeah, so the first one I would say is, you know, take all of your past experiences, good and bad, keep those experiences in your toolbox and draw on them for inspiration, learning, critical assessment, uh, Take those all with you. Don't, don't say that because you had a bad experience somewhere or you, you feel like you failed somewhere. Make sure you take those experiences with you. You can learn just as much, if not more, from those experiences as some of the successful ones that you, you're excited to bring with you and implement. So I encourage you know, athletic directors, new athletic directors, bring those experiences with you. Put them in your toolbox. Think about them often. Reflect on them and try to either incorporate those decisions or learn from that moving forward. I think that's, that's a, a really big thing for me. And I, I really, really encourage coach uh, athletic directors to put that in their toolbox. Uh, the second one is, you know, really keep in your toolbox, that really strong sense of who you are. I think there's sometimes a tendency when we move into a new position, particularly a, a position with a lot of oversight, administrative oversight, leadership, that we can sometimes change who we are or feel like we need to change who we are to maybe fit the organization better or fit the people around us or blend in better, not make waves. You know, 
I would encourage people, keep that, that sense of who you are in your toolbox and make sure you're staying true to who you are in the decisions that you make, how you treat people, you know, um, you know how you approach problem solving, how you handle success. You know, keep that sense of who you are. That's what got you there. You know, who, all those characteristics that make up who you are, stay strong with those. If you find along the way that there are things you want to change or that's totally fine, but always remember who you are and how you got there, right? So keep your experiences, keep that sense of who you are. And the last one is the last tool and I, I, or, you know, the third tool, I think that's really important is, you know, keep that sense of learning, keep that sense of, of knowledge and interest and wonderment and self-improvement. Just because you got to the position where you're an athletic director, maybe it's your dream job. Maybe it's, it, it, that's the height of the profession for you. You could always keep improving. You could always keep learning. You could always keep getting better, being more and doing more for your, your coaches, your staff, your administrators, your student athletes. Um, so, you know, again, I, I encourage people, you know, this is what I do is, you know, look for resources. You know, I wrote my book to be a resource for, for coaches, athletic directors to learn more about leadership practice, help them enhance their leadership practice. Look for resources like that. Um, you know, like we talked about earlier, coaching the coaches, coaching the athletic directors. I'm always trying to receive coaching from other athletic directors. I'm always trying to learn from other people, um, you know, other colleagues. I'm always trying to learn from them. So, you know, again, that, that's why I started doing consulting was to try to help coach the coaches. What's been so valuable for me during it is how much I've learned from, from those coaches, those athletic directors as well. There's always these learning opportunities. So I encourage always keep looking for those resources and opportunities to continue to grow and learn and not be complacent with where you are. You know, that's, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, it, it's one thing that I've seen over my years is, is just continuing to, to learn. And it, it's never too late to learn, you know, a, a good idea. Uh, Dr. Aidvard, uh, again, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and uh, pick your brain a little bit, what are the best ways that they can get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. They can uh, reach me through my website, raidbardleadership.com. Um, they can email me at raidbardleadership at gmail.com. Or if you know you wanted you're on LinkedIn a lot, just go send me a message and I will uh, get back to you. So uh, I encourage people reach out. Any questions you have, you want to run a scenario past me, you know, you're dealing with something in your professional career you know, just let me know. I'm always happy to help and have those conversations. And again, the book Lead Like a Pro, it's available on Amazon. Check it out. Uh, definitely want to add it to your library. Dr. Rebar, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. For listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of our interviews are uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast.